We are. We are. We are cultivate. 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 We are cultivate. The party of settlers who became known as the Donner Party may have slipped over the Sierra Nevada into California and obscurity had things turned out just a little bit differently. But during the winter 1846, 60 of the original pioneers were left trapped in the mountains due to poor preparation, a string of poor choices, and some early snowstorms. It wouldn't be long until hypothermia would begin to set in, and with food running out, the trapped pioneers would resort into partaking in one of society's greatest taboos, cannibalism. To this day, the tragedy that befell the Donner Party at Truckee Lake continues to cast a long, ominous shadow over American history. Hello everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Horror House. It's Dom and I hope that everyone is having an amazing week. Please take this as your reminder that you are an amazing human. We love you at Horror House, we're glad that you're here, we're glad that you're listening to us today and just take this as your reminder that you're awesome and that you're kicking ass. So me and Amy couldn't record together but this lovely lady has jumped in, rescued me from a solo recording. Carly, thank you very much. Welcome to Horror House. Hi, thank you for having me. I am so excited. <laughs> I did see your your reaction. <laughs> yes. When I, was, when I said Donna Party and I was like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I literally <laughs> was talking to someone like within the week about how much I love this story and that I wish that more podcasts would talk about it. And here we are. <laughs> yeah, like I'm surprised that not a lot of, because I... You know, I put it into Spotify um, just to see how many podcasts has covered it. And surprisingly, not a lot. I At know. At least not as many as I thought. I would think that there's more. It has like, it has it all. So much stuff. Yeah. So much, <laughs> so many terrible facts. And I just feel like let's gather around and discuss how horrible this is. I'm thrilled. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a wild, wild story. Um, and it's also... A bit of a lesson in maybe, maybe thorough planning sometimes is a good idea. Um, And also, don't trust someone who says, yeah, this shortcut is real legit. Don't trust that person. No, don't trust them. Also, I just feel like if you're living back then, I feel like everybody just should have known that winter months are no-go times. Why why are you trying that? That's a no. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Carly, you are a very creative person who has got some projects in the pipeline uh would you like to share some of the exciting things that you're up to at the moment do i do most of my projects are in the works right now but um you can follow me on social media at the village tarot witch that is my only account i have to say that every time because (laughs) (laughs) the scam accounts are real they've gotten you before too (laughs) Oh, yeah, they've got me a few times. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's that's my only account. I am a lover of horror and true crime and hauntings. Um, I'm a medium. I read tarot. So I'm doing a little bit of everything. I'm finishing writing my first novel right now. So that should be released hopefully in the next several months. And uh, my most exciting project is I've been filming for a television show. So I can't give details about that, but I have an awesome team and um, it's been really cool. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> that's, such a, that's such a TV thing to say. I love it. I can't I tell know. you about I the project. I can't tell you. I can't <laughs> tell you. It makes me feel very official every time I say that because then I could be like, no, I have a piece of paper that literally says yeah, I can't it. tell you. <laughs> I've signed no. a bit of paper. I signed a bit of paper. No, but it's been it's been really neat. I haven't I I mean I've done stuff by myself before, but I haven't worked with producers and so seeing the other side of things was really neat. So it's one of those 
uh, experiences that even if it literally goes nowhere, I'm still going to be like old and be like that one time. <laughs> that one time <laughs> I recorded a TV pilot and it was great. <laughs> That's amazing. That yeah. is absolutely amazing. <laughs> I very much look forward to to seeing more of your of your projects and, you know, how they come about. And I've got my fingers crossed and my Thank toes you. crossed. Thank you. Everything. Me too. <laughs> all good. So um, if you haven't heard this story, this is the story of the quite disastrous Donna, Donna party excursion. It is a doozy. Uh, I do feel extremely bad for these people because everything that could have gone wrong definitely went very, very wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. To hell in a handbasket, as we say in the South. That's just, yeah. you know, not, no, <laughs> everything that went wrong and then some, I feel like. <laughs> it's like oh, yeah, the absolutely. worst luck imaginable and then it gets worse. <laughs> absolutely. Like if, if you're having a bad day, think of this and then you'll yep. be like, you know what? Things aren't actually that bad. But at least it's not the Donner Party. Nobody ate my brains today. So... That's, that a, that's a win. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. So, my lovely, are you ready to get into the tale of the Donner Party? I am ready. Let's do this. In what would become one of the worst disasters in the history of westward migration, nine covered wagons departed Springfield, Illinois on April the 16th, 1846 on a 2,500-mile trip to California, which already sounds way too many miles. <laughs> like... <laughs> 2,500. I don't know if y'all could hang with it. I mean, like, I'm from Texas and this place is huge, but like, I've recently seen videos about um, people from the UK trying to drive across Texas, just Texas alone, and realizing how big it is. But I like to imagine y'all on one of these wagon journeys one time, and you know, it just, it just would be fun because a few hours and you're not even in your country anymore. <laughs> right? It's just wild. Like, 2,500 miles in a wagon, like, in a car, in a that wagon. would be painful enough. But in a wagon, oh! In a car, it would be rough. that would be an ages long car ride in a wagon. <laughs> no wonder it took months, months, and then the oxen or whoever's driving it. I just I'm going to go ahead and say no, thank you to yeah. travel by wagon. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Quick question on on yes. the the subject of Texas: How long would it take you driving to get out of Texas? If that makes oh. sense. This is fun. It takes like a full day to get out of Texas. So oh currently, I, I, it's actually even worse from where I live right now. Um, I've lived all over Texas, but the longest part of any road trip from Texas is literally just getting out of Texas. So where I live right now is at the very, very, very bottom of Texas. Like when I say the bottom, I mean you have to zoom in to where I live because <laughs> otherwise it's just a dot on the border between Texas and Mexico. So it takes me from where I live to get to Austin is five and a half hours. And to get from Austin out of the state is another like five and a half hours. Um, so it probably would take like 10 to 12 hours from where I live uh, in the car. But depending on where else you want to go, like you can drive that far from within Texas and still be in Texas. Like um, That's insane. It is insane. There's a place called Big Bend National Park. My dad was just there with my kids. And um, that is an eight and a half hour drive from where I live to where the national park is. And that's not even going up. That's just going like sideways. That's insane. <laughs> I'm pretty sure as well, like I could get to one end of the UK to the other end of the UK in 12 hours. Yeah, it takes like that to just just get out of a state. America yeah. is too big. It the drive from Texas to Florida is uh about two days, and that's if you're like driving pretty much straight, like stopping overnight for one of the nights. But that's like an eighteen hour drive, and then if you stop for like food and like gas and whatever, it's a it's a full two day journey by car. It's miserable. <laughs> uh, so James Fraser Reed, a Illinois businessman seeking to make more money in the prosperous state of California, was the originator of the group. Additionally, Reed thought that the coastal environment environment might help his wife Margaret, who would suffer from uh, crippling headaches. Reed had just finished reading Lansford uh, W. Hastings' book, The Emigrant's Guide to Oregon and California, which promoted a brand new route over the Great Basin. 
by promising to cut the Pioneer's trip time by 350 to 400 miles on flat terrain, this new route uh, attracted travellers. Naturally, of course, Lansford would, you know, name the route after himself, calling it the Hastings Cutoff. Remember the Hastings Cutoff, because that will certainly come back into play a little bit later. However, there was a little bit of a problem with the supposed shortcut. Uh, Hastings had never actually took it. He just wrote about it when inspired by dreams of establishing an empire in Sutter's Fort, which is modern day Sacramento. Um, so <laughs> don't be this like is way Lansford. back when's don't yeah, don't be like that guy. This is way back when's version of don't trust the internet. <laughs> like it just really that is. guy put it in a book. That doesn't mean it's real. <laughs> it really is. I just I love it. Like the brashness of. Not even taking a route. Not even taking. So like, I, like I was sitting yeah, here. I didn't be. know that. I didn't remember that detail. I was sitting here and I was like, you know what? Good for that guy getting out and <laughs> like pioneering new trails or whatever. No. No. <laughs> Forget that guy. <laughs> that guy should be canceled is what should happen. <laughs> so yes. I say that with the utmost irony, but also for real. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Lansford Hastings, you fucking suck. Um, you suck <laughs> from 2023 fuck you very much sir <laughs> as i say remember lanceford hastings and the hastings cut off because they will play quite a big part in why this migration went so very very wrong rude uh rude rude i can't even read my own writing uh reed soon came upon other people looking for adventure and money in the expansive west which included the Donner family, the Graves family, the Breen family, the Murphy family, the Eddy family, the McCutcheon family, the Wolfinger family, seven Teamsters, and a number of bachelors. What a oh. mix of people that is. Eligible bachelors. <laughs> Eligible bachelors. <laughs> this initial group included 32 men, women, and children, with James and Margaret Reed were their four children, Virginia, Patty, James, and Thomas, as well as Margaret's 70-year-old mother, Sarah Keyes, and two hired servants. Uh, so the crew calculated that it would take four months to travel to California by way of the plains, deserts, mountain ranges, and rivers on nine brand new wagons. The principal starting site for the Oregon and California trails, Independence, Missouri, was their first stop. Three weeks later, the wagon train would indeed arrive in Independence, Missouri, where they would restock supplies. They resumed their westward journey the following day on May the 12th, 1846, uh, during a thunderstorm, which obviously straight away isn't the best of starts. However, yeah. they had already committed a fatal error by that point, which is they left it just a little bit late. Um, See, you know, day one, like, can I'm just going to say whoever was in charge of planning this, like, Oh, come on. Like, they they must have really been like, nothing is going to go wrong. We're going to blaze through the secret shortcut and be there before it even gets, before we even feel a chill in our bones. Just, yeah. no, why? Just stay there. I know more about wagon journeys than your typical person because, hi, hello, my name is Carly. I'm an ex-Mormon and we know all about <laughs> pioneership. Okay. So much. I have so many wagon trail facts just like stuffed in my back pocket for zero use ever until today, apparently. But it was like a regular practice that if you made it to Independence, Missouri or like wherever one of these restocking locations was before, like after a certain time of year, you were supposed to stay and just like camp out there. <laughs> like, yeah, It just was yeah. known that like if you kept going right now, you probably were going to get into a tricky situation. So I wonder how many people were like, <laughs> are you sure? Are you really sure you want to do this? They're like, no, we're going on the shortcut, yeah. not through the mountains. <laughs> We are off to a bad start. If already, this already. I'm judging hard. Me with my air conditioning. I'm judging them so hard. <laughs> so I'm now interested in a random wagon fact. Could you pull out a random wagon fact at the back pocket? Oh, no, I really couldn't. That was my, that was my only, that, that knowing that you were supposed to stop. I'm going to, I'll think of something. I feel like the only facts that I know are just like, how to not get dysentery. Spoiler alert. You got to <laughs> boil the water. 
<laughs> could have learned that from Oregon Trail too, though. No, I don't actually know all that many wagon facts. I just Mormons talk a lot about pioneer heritage, so like I've heard a Fair. lot of wagon stories. So. Fair. Yeah. So yeah, I'm really not off to a good start here. Being like, we're gonna resupply and we're gonna we're gonna fucking hit that trail and we're gonna get there before the first snow falls. No, you missed that yep. window already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, to illustrate that point, to guarantee that their pack animals had enough grass to eat during the journey before the colder months arrived, pioneers such as the Donna Reed Party were expected to adhere to a strict timetable, which is leaving in the middle to late April. Leaving any later than mid-April meant risking that they'd still be traveling come winter, which I mean, See? I don't, I don't, absolutely, like I don't particularly enjoy leaving my house in the winter in 2023. Traveling in a wagon in 1846 with snow up Just to my no, like, head. <laughs> I'm, I'm... Snow? I'm Rain, <laughs> you would be so soggy just from like snow alone. Yeah, snow and rain, sleet. Oh, it would be in the when the wind is blowing. Miserable. That's a tent. That's like a canvas <laughs> thing over your wagon. That's not going to help anybody. Absolutely miserable. No, oh, not even no. a Game Boy to keep you fucking occupied either. Tragic. <laughs> <laughs> no corn husk dolls for days. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, look, there's a tree, and there's another tree. There's, oh, look, look, there's, there's more a trees. tree. <laughs> there's something I spy in those days. Like, I oh, spy with my little eye something green. <laughs> Just, guess what? It's a tree. <laughs> I spy with my little eye something beginning with, and then, like, if you say <laughs> S one more time, Billy, I swear, <laughs> I get it. There's snow. <laughs> I know. Stop. I know. <laughs> Everything here is frozen. I feel like I would spend my time just like collecting the gossip from everybody else in the wagon trail. I would just like oh, sit quietly, yes. probably with my needlework or whatever women did on a wagon ride and just like listen. I would just collect all of the tea and just distribute it among the ranks. <laughs> <laughs> I would do the same. I'd be living for the tea. My yep. goodness me. Yep. Oh, yeah. That would be good times. Uh, but so one week later, they were joined by the by a sizable wagon train led by Colonel William H. Russell that was stationed on Indian Creek, uh, roughly 100 miles west of Independence. The number of the group would then increase over the entire journey to 87 people. The Big Blue River in Marysville, Kansas, experienced excessive water on May the 25th, which delayed the train for several days. The group would set out again yeah. following the Pla Plate River, I think. Maybe we'll yep. go with that. Sounds good to me. Um, <laughs> I need to like learn that if I say something confidently, if it's very wrong, it doesn't matter because it sounds you know like what? I've said it right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But also, nothing is ever pronounced like it's spelled. So I pronounce things like it should be pronounced phonetically. And I'm wrong 99.9% .9 of the time, and I've just come to accept this. I, <laughs> I'm surprised if I say things right at this point. <laughs> no, same, same. I think, I think our listeners are very used to me not <laughs> being able to speak English at this point. So yes, the group would follow the Place River for the following month after creating ferries to cross the water. Uh, the pioneers would then arrive at Fort Laramie on June the 27th, 1846. 1846, should I say, um, just one week behind schedule um, after encountering few difficulties along the way. So, you know, a bit of a rough start, but it seems it's it's going okay so far. That some is, water is delays, kind of, you know. That's going to yeah. change up quite quickly um, because oh, yeah. Lansford Hastings has come back into the picture and, and oh, now it's did. just going to sort of... <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> now it's just going to sort Hastings of... Hastings uh, and his secret past. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Hey, Lansford Hastings and his really legit past, which he himself has not even taken. So it's he doesn't even know if it's legit past. It is so legit that he didn't even need to take it to know no. how good it was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to take my own past. What are you talking yeah, about? I know. No, that's not for me. Somebody else, ew. I, I don't want to walk that far. Are you kidding? <laughs> I just looked at it. <laughs> is, 
it was definitely one of those maps that you get in in restaurants where you can draw on it. Oh, That's yeah. what it was. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. X marks the spot in That's red it. crayon. <laughs> uh, James Clyman was spotted by James Reed at Fort Laramie. Uh, Clyman encouraged Reed not to travel the route, saying that it would be impossible for wagons to travel it and that it was uh, hardly accessible on foot. Reed, rather ill-advised, would decide not to listen and take this advice, which is something that would lead to rather disastrous consequences. The wagon train reached the Little Sandy River in what is now Wyoming on July the 19th. From there, the track split into the more northerly known routes and the untested Hastings Cutoff. The train divided at this point with the vast majority of the caravan choosing the safer path. George Donner, however, was chosen as the group's leader by those who preferred the Hastings routes, and they would all set off on their journey, arriving at Fort Bridger on July the 28th. The McCutcheon family joined the party when they departed Fort Bridger on July the 31st. With 74 passengers and 20 wagons, the gang was making good progress, covering 10 to 12 miles each day during the first week. However, this good progress would last and a catalogue of misfortune would soon follow. And this is where it gets a bit a bit shitty. <laughs> this is where it all goes a bit peaked on, for it. as, as we say. <laughs> also, I feel like gold stars for the ones that were like, this is ridiculous. We're not taking this untested path. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. I bet that they, I bet those people probably were like the equivalent of the ones that like, were super bummed that they couldn't go on the Titanic for like whatever reason they like missed the boat or whatever and afterwards we're like yeah that was a lucky 100%, break 100 yeah. 100% good good for those people yeah man what a bummer <laughs> just stick to the safe route man honestly like no don't even no. don't even 350 look at miles like I mean, I feel like after you've gone that far is that is 350 miles really that much more Probably, yeah. I wouldn't want to walk that, but I'm just saying. In winter is approaching, people. Let's let's get with it. Let's get out yeah, of here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the wagon train started its laborious trip over the uh, Wasatch Mountains on August the 11th, removing trees and other obstacles from their route as they went. When the wagon train first started, it took them six days to travel just eight miles, and they were lucky to make even two miles a day. They learned that some of their wagons would have to be abandoned along the route, which quickly caused morale to plummet and the pioneers to start firmly blaming Lansford Hastings. And by the time they got to the coast, James Reed would also start to get the blame as well. Yeah, so Honestly, that's a bit of a change up. As he should. <laughs> like, <laughs> six days to travel eight miles. Yikes. That is, oh, that would be unbearable. Unbearable. Because, like, Absolutely. you can walk. I don't know, y'all walk a lot more than we do over here, but, you know, a couple miles for exercise, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it must have been so slow. <laughs> just, right, yeah. Just imagine that. It's not painful. even like at a, like a fast pace. Oh, just like a step and a pause and a step and a yeah. pause. Oh, that would be awful. It's like sitting in traffic for two full days. 100%. Yuck. 100%. So by August the 30th, the group began to cross the Great Salt Lake Desert, believing the trek would only last two days, according to Hastings, who so far is, you know, extremely trustworthy. Um, Just however, been the best. Yeah, he's been the best. <laughs> absolute best. Um, however, they were unaware that the desert sand was damp and deep, um, which obviously meant that the wagons would become stuck um, and would significantly slow down their pace. Um, if that wasn't enough, their water supply was almost depleted by the third day in the desert, and several of Reed's os oxen would escape. The emigrants oh, no. stopped, <laughs> right? Food, food's running away. Food's running <laughs> water away. Supplies Get out of water. Dwindling. Someone definitely needs to put a footnote on Hastings's clever pass. Asterisk. Yeah. Bring yeah. extra water. Asterisk. <laughs> Like, my lord. And obviously, like, having to constantly unstick wagons as well. My oh, lord. I would be so pissed. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I'm, I'm fine on a road trip. I can, I can hang with a road trip. But in that scenario, just, can you imagine, like, we just did this. We just <laughs> did this. There has got to be a better option. 
travel one mile and then the wagon gets stuck again and it's just like are you fucking serious i would be livid (laughs) i could not hang with that scenario (laughs) fuck it i would be the one being like right i'm about to wander my skinny ass all the way back from whence we came Uh, you know i'll meet i'll i'll deal with the wolves myself fairly well (laughs) (laughs) it's definitely uh it's definitely the 70 year old mother's wagon that gets constantly stuck as well and they're just like you know what probably is hers (laughs) you know what i bet they ditched her wagon first i bet they were like "Mm, this is a pain in the ass so sorry sarah i remembered her name this time (laughs) with all with all due respect sarah you're 70 how much time have you really got left (laughs) Do you really need this many crocheted items, Sarah? <laughs> she won't hear for that back talk no. from these young men. <laughs> Absolutely not. Stern backhand. She would. Very much she probably would. Way. She'd be like, well, guess what? I'm going to spit in your food then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. And then jokes on them because what food? Apparently, the oxen are leaving. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, as we said, the water supply um, is very much dwindling and several of the oxen have decided that they don't want to be around anymore um the immigrants would stop near the base of pilot peak for several days before reaching the end of their arduous desert journey five days later on september the 4th they had lost a total of 32 oxen on their 80 mile trek um in the salt lake desert Reed also had to leave two of his wagons and the Donners, as well as a fellow called uh, Louis Kessberg, each lost one wagon as well. Not That's a lot of fucking <laughs> oxen gone. That's that many crazy. oxen could have fed them that whole time. Right. Oh, that sucks. 32. <laughs> 32, 32 oxen. Because I imagine, I know that this may be a surprising fact, but I myself have never killed and butchered an oxen before. But I- Imagining oxen, I think they're bigger than cows, right? I think so. I think, so, I think yeah. they're bigger than cows, and yeah. that could have fed the, that group of people for a long ass time. So, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh. So yeah, as you can see, things are going nice and smoothly so far. It's only thirty-two oh, oxen that have, that have left. Yeah, you know, you know, Reed, Reed only <laughs> Reed only had to leave two of his wagons, and the Donners only had to leave one wagon. It's it's a smooth smooth sailing. Um, a food inventory was uh, taken on the far side of the desert, and it was discovered that there wasn't nearly enough food for the six hundred mile journey that lay ahead. That very night, rather ominously, snow covered the mountains at the mountain summits. On September the twenty sixth, they arrived um, at the Humboldt River. The new trail and Hastings' original route would converge here. The disillusioned party's animosity of Hastings and ultimately Reed was greatly heightened by having to travel an additional 125 miles across difficult mountain terrain and parched deserts. Desert? Why did I say that like like a... Oh my lord, I don't know why I said it like that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hungry. never leave my mouth the right way, so this is fine. I've obviously like hungry and want cake or something and i've got dessert on the mind <laughs> and uh, the daughter long... party would have also liked to eat cake no, that, that, <laughs> that is true <laughs> probably something that's not oxen at this point would probably be preferable oxtail soup nay never again <laughs> <laughs> so along with this growing discontent for reed and hastings tempers would unsurprisingly begin to flare which was illustrated by an occasion where two wagons became tangled on October the 5th near Iron Point. And John Snyder, a teamster of one Fender of the Bender. wagons, right? <laughs> they will buff out. It's fine. <laughs> Take it to the shop. It's all good. So, um, have a so yeah, hammer two and wagons. nails, don't you? <laughs> right? That's it. They're all in Sarah's wagon, which is why it's weighed down and gets stuck constantly. <laughs> Sarah Marcus, I bet that you wish you hadn't ditched my wagon now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, two wagons would become uh, tangled um, on October the 5th. Uh, and John Snyder, a teamster of one of the wagons, would start whipping uh, his oxen. When the man ignored James Reed's command commands to stop, Reed would 
uh, Caesar's knife and would fatally stab the teamster in the stomach. Um, wow, that seems excessive. That's road is... rage right there. Right? <laughs> That's a bit of an overreaction. <laughs> Bloody hell. Uh, yeah. I bet that guy had been talking some mad shit for like weeks about like what a ridiculous route they were taking. Like, yeah, we don't even have water. We don't have any fucking oxen. We're minus oh, yeah, oxen now. And then he's just like <laughs> muttering like loud enough for James Reed to hear him just like stomping behind him, hitting his little <laughs> reins and being like this motherfucker in front of me. <laughs> I bet I bet that's how it happened. This has been escalating for weeks. I've turned this into a soap opera. i love it but yeah like it wouldn't surprise me if snyder was talking mad shit and reed was just like you know what i'm fucking tired of this i'm I'm just gonna this yeah it's gonna stab you if he (laughs) pulled out his knife it'd be cool if it was like a switch blade you know we're taking it to the oh that would be wouldn't it be be cool and just like you know they're doing like they're snapping at each other like west side story (laughs) but make it wagons Obviously, as I said, tempers uh, were starting to flare and then it culminated in a fatal stabbing. Um, you know, mess with the oxen, Jimmy Reed gets a little bit stabby is what we've learned on, on that one. <laughs> we learned this. We learned this. Don't talk shit about his oxen, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Lesson learned. Should we ever be time travelers? Back away from that guy. <laughs> Absolutely. So the party went exactly over the moon with Reed just straight up stabbing someone and despite lewis uh, kesselberg's preference for james reed to be hanged which is also kind of an overreaction um (laughs) the group decided to expel him trail justice (laughs) (laughs) that's what it was so they just expelled him they kicked him out they kicked him out yeah goodbye goodbye (laughs) have you watched 1883 i haven't I have seen, so it's on my it's on my list of things that I do want to do want to get around to watching. But I, I feel haven't like got all of these yet. things. If you ever watch eighteen eighty three, you're gonna think back on these moments and be like, "I see, this makes so much sense now." Okay, I'll I'll put a pin in that. You should watch it. Not you know the the stabbing and the kicking out of the group. I watched that happen several times in eighteen eighty three. So I'm just like, yeah, of course they did. <laughs> he <laughs> lost the fucking accent. Of course they did, and stabbed the guy, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's um, yeah. It's not great leadership from no from Jimmy no. Reed. I don't I don't think that going straight to stabbing is a good idea. Maybe talk it out. <laughs> Reed was just like, you know what, <laughs> getting my knife and I'm just gonna stab you. He's making a point. He's making an example out of that guy for his thunderbender. <laughs> he is making an example out of him. Hundred percent. It reminds me of um, uh, we did an episode about. Blackbeard a while ago and one of one of the things I found was like on his ship he would just like randomly shoot people to keep people in check and like (laughs) demonstrate his power obviously like Jimmy Reed went to the Blackbeard school of leadership and was just like I'm gonna make an example (laughs) I'm gonna make an example that's the ultimate surprise bitch move you just like walking be like not today motherfucker you're pirate pirate execution style and jamie reed apparently just couldn't take he couldn't take criticism that's what was no. happening there was no, no pr person to mitigate the situation Abs- <laughs> absolutely not he couldn't go to hr could he and just be like i've got a grievance <laughs> i have i would like to submit a formal complaint um, i was lied to about the hastings pass <laughs> <laughs> um so the caravan's ordeals would increase when on october the 12th Oh my lord! I don't know if I can eat Puet- Puete Indians, Puti Indians, something. You know one what? Of those I don't two. know, so I'm just gonna say yes. <laughs> Puete Indians. I'm gonna go with that. <laughs> um, attacked and killed 21 of their oxen with poison-tipped arrows. Oh, Already there. No. <laughs> right. They've lost or... like 50 some odd oxen now. 50 yeah. oxen now. Yeah. So, um, oh, and with poison-tipped arrows, they couldn't even like salvage the meat and try to preserve it. Right. Brutal. That's just shit luck. Um, and yeah, yeah. As, as we say, that's significantly diminished their already diminished supply oh, of awful. draft animals. I thought you were going to tell me that they killed twenty-two people, and I was about to fully accept that and just be like, you know what, fair. But somehow, when it's the oxen, it's like, oh no, the poor oxen no. though. 
just the oxen. Just all the, the oxen. Other, all the other oxen are just all like, the... why, why, why is it always us? Why <laughs> like, is it always us? Why is it always us? The those twenty two oxen probably were like, God damn it, we should have followed Frank and his example and left with the other thirty two. <laughs> <Yeah>. But no, <laughs> get Frank on the blower. <laughs> we, <laughs> we need to we need to set a meet up. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, that sucks. So now they're out a significant amount of oxen. Yeah. They yeah. ousted their one of their leaders because that yeah. guy sucks. Uh, <laughs> there's been a stabbing. There's been a stabbing. They're down several <laughs> wagons. <laughs> oh, what luck What a is disaster. That? So uh, on December the 15th, um, Ballas Williams would die of malnutrition and the group realized that something had to be done before uh, more people died. The following day, five men, nine women, and one child set out on snowshoes for the summit with the goal of hiking the 100 miles from Donner Lake to Sutter's Fort. Uh, they ran out of food on the sixth day, and for the following three days, they traveled through arduous strong winds and bitterly cold temperatures without eating. A few days later, the group got caught in a blizzard and had a lot of trouble starting and maintaining a fire. That, that poor... That poor I mean, one child. <laughs> that, like, like, what? Oh, it wasn't like, not to be that person, but also I have three entire children. Like, I have three children that belong to me. So I say this as a mother. Fuck that forever. Okay. That mm -hmm. kid would have been complaining nonstop about how cold it was and how bad his feet yeah. hurt. And it's like, you know what? I know this is terrible. This actually sucks. Yeah, that is. Oh, man. But it also is like, why? Like, I know that the desperate times, right? These people are obviously starving because people are dying from malnutrition because all their fucking oxen are gone. But also, like, why not send able-bodied men? <laughs> like, that group is well, like, that's, that's a that's a lot of women and children in that group on a technically like a, a looking for food expedition is what that sounded like to me. Like, we're, yeah, we're going to starve much. here. You guys Pretty go much. out, find us something to eat. Like, why <laughs> that call? That's what I want to know. Can't even blame James Reed for that one. <laughs> he's gone. No, yeah, he's, he'd been chucked out by this point. You know that. You know that that one kid as well. The entire journey was like, "Are we there yet? Are we there? Are we How there? How much yet? longer is um, <laughs> yeah. my feet are bleeding? <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I... it's very cold. It's very cold here. Uh, yeah, kid. this sounds like. The Probably one of the most miserable experiences that I can ever think of. Like, I live in the South. I've always lived in the South. I've never, ever in my life seen snow, like freshly falling snow. I don't yeah. like the cold. <laughs> yeah. Just zero out of 10 stars for this entire experience from me. I would rather travel in the heat and, you know, yeah. I'll get heat stroke. It's fine. <laughs> so... Even if you, if you don't realize, listeners, live in England. Um, <laughs> even I that lives in a country where for like eight months of the year, it's cold and it rains and it's windy. Like we don't get a lot of snow, but winters are very fucking cold. Even I would look at this and just be like, nah, nah no, I'm, thank I'm, you. I'm good. I'm, I'm all right. No. I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> I hear the money's great in California. Enjoy that. I'll be over <laughs> yeah, here eating it. rotten potatoes. I don't know what to tell you about that. I'll be I annoying. lack the American dream that spurs me <laughs> onwards. <laughs> um, so Antonio, Patrick Dolan, Franklin Graves, and Lemuel Murphy would soon die. And the party, with a severe lack of food and even fewer options, would resort to one of humanity's biggest taboos. And that's where the cannibalism would begin. Dun dun um, dun. So... <laughs> dun dun dun. That's getting real. It's getting real. That... There's no more ox nah. to eat now. <laughs> exactly. Shit is shit is seriously starting to go down the pan at this point. I mean, it's already down the pan. Now I it's mean, just now further. it's even worse. Do you think like <laughs> yeah. was it? This is the part of the story that I always think about, and I'm like, was this another case of like tempers escalated, or were they all like? This person's going to die anyways. This person is fully going to die. Let's just, you know, let's just, let's, let's help yeah. them out. Let's do them a favor and then eat them. Or did they wait for someone to die? From what I can remember, like, obviously, like, it's, it's in the outline. Um, but from what I remember, they would wait for people to die. Um, 
I don't, I mean, there, there, there was like maybe a few occasions where they actually killed someone, um, but they were pretty steadfast from what, from what I read. They were pretty steadfast in being like, we're only going to do, we're only going to eat people that have already died. We're not going to, if you're already we're not dead, kill anyone. I mean, um, not like they have any other options. I want to judge them harshly for doing this, but also, yeah, it, what are you going to do? It's tricky, isn't it? Yeah, it it's is tricky. tricky. I want to be the person that's like, I will never eat another person. But if I was freezing in fucking Utah or wherever they are at this point, they're still in Utah right now? I think so. Okay. If I was freezing in Utah, like, I don't know, yuck for this entire thing. Yeah. Cannibalism. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm so glad that we live in an age where we don't have to even like consider that anymore. Yep. Bloody hell. So before we delve into this part of the episode and talk about the the cannibalism and all that good stuff um i think now is a good time to take a little break so you guys can hear from some other amazing creators uh what do you think carly i think so break time (laughs) break time wonderful we shall see you back here in just a few minutes hey you yeah you the one hearing us right now welcome to cryptic soup i'm thena and i'm kylie We wanted to say hey and tell you about our podcast. It's a podcast we both host where we talk crimes, cryptids, murders, and a lot of wild stuff in between. You can find Mothman, Jeffrey Dahmer, SeaWorld, Spectrophilia, Casey Anthony, or even Skinwalker Ranch to be just a few of the crazy topics we cover. We even do some fun urban legends to make you feel like a kid at the campfire again. We're just two best friends hanging out, diving into all the things that your coworkers think you're a weirdo for wanting to talk about. We have a new episode every Tuesday at 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we're always open for case suggestions. Our Instagram is at CrypticSuitPod, where our DMs are always open, so slide on in. We always want to hear your opinions about any cases and episodes we cover. You can find our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most podcasting platforms. At Cryptic Soup Pod, the menu is always overflowing with crazy topics you'll want to hear about. So join the conversation today and come hang out with us. Stay tuned. Hey there, I'm Jules. I'm Lisa. I'm Matt. And we are the hosts of Eye for an Eye podcast. Each week we share a true crime case that truly fascinates us and discuss whether or not Eye for an Eye was met. Does the punishment fit the crime? Was it too harsh? Too lenient? Tune in every Monday to hear our thoughts and make sure to follow us on social media to join the discussion. You can find Eye for an Eye on all listening platforms by searching Eye for an Eye podcast. We hope to see you there. Welcome back, everybody, to the second part of today's episode. So, as it's not been the easiest of journeys so far for the Donna Reed party, it's uh, encountered just a few issues, just just a few little little snags, shall we say? Carly, are you ready to get into the second part of of this episode? I am episode? so ready. And also, can you imagine the Yelp review that this <laughs> trip would be given? <laughs> <laughs> TripAdvisor is not going to be kind TripAdvisor, to read Yelp review. They would leave a scathing review for Hastings they really would. being like, who even came up with this pass? This tour guide? Garbage. <laughs> James Reed, too. Yeah, TripAdvisor. Yeah. yeah. So uh, according to one story, uh, Sarah Murphy Foster, a young woman, was just starting to lament the loss of her brother Lemuel when she discovered that other settlers were very busy consuming his heart. Uh, Members of the... Oh, no. (laughs) Imagine. I know it's, it's, it's an awful thought, but just imagine, like, you're, you're like... Don't gonna mourn the loss of your brother and then other setters are just straight up eating his heart <laughs> i fully was just Yikes. imagining her like crying being like this is this is the worst thing that could happen to me right now and then looking up and there's just like blood and stuff <laughs> on their hands like but it wasn't indiana jones but no they took out hearts in indiana jones but yeah, like, yeah, in that, yeah. you know it's like oh my gosh that would be awful <laughs> there's this simpsons episode where they show like the world's most sour gummy and like home like home is there it's like this convention and professor frink is like this is the world's sourest gummy and then home is there and then when like when frink turns around 
Homer like puts it in his mouth and he turns back and Frink's like, who's taking the gummy? And then Homer's there with like the most <laughs> scrunched up face in the world. He's like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Who reminds me this? of this. Who did this? They've all got blood smeared on their faces. And she's like, what the fuck, guys? Obviously, if she wouldn't have said that, she would have been way proper. But imagine just like looking around and being like, that's my brother. He just died. Whose idea was this? And they all have blood on their faces. Uh, I don't know. They just end up pointing to each other, like the Spider-Man. Yeah, that really is a Simpsons movie. They're all pointing at the other one. (laughs) Oh, that is awful. That is awful. Good grief. Oh, Oh, I love this story. It's so horrible. (laughs) It is so morbid. It's delightful. I love it. It is. Oh, that's when you know that you're like, you know, this is why you have friends who are also into morbid things. Because I feel like a conversation like this one with like a normal person is like, I'm sorry, but what's wrong with you? (laughs) 100%. It's it's exciting because this is so terrible. (laughs) There are very few people that I could have a conversation about this with and laugh and not be like thrown in like some asylum or something. <laughs> That's my superpower. <laughs> Laughing at terrible things. <laughs> oh dear. So members of the Donner Party um, were nonetheless determined to only eat people who had already died, which is fair, I guess. It's we were talking about it in the break. It's a it's a tricky one. It's such a, a taboo. Yes, they were eating people, but it's only people that had already died, but they were still eating other people. It's such like... They also needed to eat something to survive. Yeah. Like, I yeah. I mean, it's not like you would have had a lot of options in a blizzard. It's not like you couldn't even really find plant life, probably. I've never yeah. been in a blizzard, but I'm assuming no. that that's a fuck ton of snow. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. I'm pretty sure, actually. Uh, I did find... um, Just how much snow it was. What I'll do is I'll screen grab it and then I'll Instagram it to you. Essentially, where the trees stop is where the snow line was. Shut up. That's how much snow there was? Yeah. I'm looking at a picture right now. That is... Because there's a guy sitting down there. That's like feet. Feet of snow. That's like (laughs) six foot plus of snow. (laughs) It's insane. That is so, no wonder they had to eat each other. They can't even find like bark to chew on. No. <laughs> crazy. Tragic, isn't it? Fuck Trash. Oh my um, gosh. Wow. So, so yeah, it's desperate times call for desperate measures at this point, I think. So by the time the snowshoeing survivors reached safety on the western side of the Rockies on January the 19th, 1847, they had been reduced to seven and were subsidized subsidize sub subsidating um solely on the remains of those who had perished along the route to Sutter's Fort. Oh god. Seven of the eight deceased had been eaten. Uh immediately signals were sent to the nearby towns as locals banded together to save the remaining members of the Donner Party. Seven of eight of them had been eaten. So there's yes. only one left at this point. Of this this is like the break off party right so this is the breakoff party that went looking for food and they yeah, got trapped yeah i believe so right yeah. so i remember Seven hearing eight. something about when they found the last guy he was like in the process of consuming someone i can't remember if this is like fact or not because i've looked into this case for a long time but i I, I do talk about it towards the end that okay that cool. Is in... cool 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 So the first relief expedition consisting of seven men departed johnson's ranch on february the 5th the second led by James Reed, of all people, left two days later. Uh, The first party (laughs) arrived at the lake on February the 19th and saw what appeared to be a a completely deserted camp. Um, That is, until the ghostly apparition of a woman would materialize. Of the 48 remaining, many had lost their minds or were barely hanging on to life, and 12 of the immigrants were dead. Um, But the nightmare was far from over food supplies were brought in and only a small number of people could be taken at once uh, due to the inability to oh. bring in pack animals so again i'm sorry but who was planning this this is a rescue party for a wagon group that's in the middle of nowhere in a blizzard probably should pack some fucking beef jerky or something right. you know they're eating right. humans beef jerky would be great <laughs> 
Yeah, I about oh, to say anything other than other than human. Anything probably. other than humans. Practical yeah, that would point. be that would be an upgrade. <laughs> Some <laughs> dried, I don't know, beets. What's a gross vegetable that I wouldn't normally want to eat? Tomatoes. I don't like tomatoes. I don't think yeah. they had ways of preserving that though. But uh, but yeah, even even the rescue party is is not what making things particularly show. better. <laughs> no, I feel like they're actively like they're there, but also like if listen, if I was starving and freezing in the middle of the woods and a whole group of men rolled up and were like, guess what? We're here to rescue you, I'd be like, Great, feed me, please feed me. And yeah. they're like, mm, sorry, can't do that. <laughs> You're gonna have to stay here for a while. <laughs> That's it. What? <laughs> and we're and we can only take two of you. We can <laughs> only take two of you. Like, why didn't one of the guys just pack a pack? full of dried biscuits pirates had biscuit stuff that didn't even go bad just tucks a whole backpack full of that and talks yeah. them at them be like we'll be back here's some firewood here's some fucking biscuits and dried fish like you're gonna be okay well we're yeah. you know two people at a time come on come with me we're gonna get through this together no this is why <laughs> this is why only people with anxiety should be in charge of planning rescue missions you know why i would have thought of that <laughs> first thing first thing <laughs> Actually, True. I wouldn't have even been in this position because I'd be like, that sounds like a very long trip, very close to winter. So, <laughs> no. Just going to no, say 100%. no. And I'm a fatty, so I would be like, right, food. All of the food. Food. <laughs> Get it now. These people are, <laughs> what if they've turned into feral people just in this time? Oh, yeah, clearly absolutely. they have. Clearly they have. Yeah. Nobody thinks about these things, you know? <laughs> Remember, guys, as they would tell you in school, poor planning leads to poor performance <laughs> stay in school you know so the donners had also turned to cannibalism uh when they arrived at alder creek uh, reed left the camp on march the 3rd with 17 of the starving immigrants but two days later they became trapped in yet another blizzard um it's just one thing after another <laughs> at this point oh boy. Uh, three of the refugees were taken with reed and another rescuer uh called hiram miller in the hopes that they would recover food they had brought up earlier. The third relief party arrived at the starved camp on March the 12th, commanded by William Eddy and William Foster, where Miss Graves and her son Franklin had already perished. Cannibalization had taken place on all three bodies, including Isaac Donners. When they got to the Alder Creek camp on March the 14th, they discovered George Donner was now dying from an infection due to an injury to his hand suffered months earlier. Uh, Tamzine, uh, his wife, remained with him despite being in generally uh, good health herself, um, which that's, uh, that is love right there. That is love. That's love. You're like, you know what? That's love. I'm, I'm sticking. Terrible conditions. I'll, I'll stick by you. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Good for them. Get you someone like Tuck Tam Tamzine. You know? <laughs> Tamzine. That's Donna. goals right there. That's goals right there. That's going to be my new, that's going to be my new <laughs> bar. Would you would you stick by me in the event that we are trapped in covered wagons in a blizzard? <laughs> if not, then no deal. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't want to hear that that's a ridiculous standard. <laughs> no, that's it. Uh, totally agree. <laughs> uh, so the rescue of the Donna Party survivors would take four relief teams and two months in total. Uh, each relief group also brought back terrifying accounts of cannibalism among the party. Um, an individual reported witnessing, quote, a revolting and appalling spectacle at Truckee Lake that had human skeletons with, quote, every variety of mutilation. According to another version, children were, quote, sitting upon a log with their faces stained with blood, devouring the half-roasted liver and hearts of the father. It continued... But Right? <laughs> they're, not getting, they're not getting any better. <laughs> it continues. Oh, so bad. <laughs> um, quote, hair, bones, skulls, and the fragments of half-consumed limbs were scattered around the fire. <laughs> First of all, wasteful. Yikes. Wasteful. You're just, you're just tossing <laughs> half-consumed limbs around? Use every scrap of that human. Jeremy, I can't believe you didn't finish your femur. <laughs> There's still some vertebrae on that spinal cord, Jimmy. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Oh, Your father didn't die for nothing. <laughs> it's just... Oh. 
so terrible. Oh, that was so gross. It's grim, isn't it? Bloody hell. Oh, I love it. <laughs> um, additionally, one rescue team insisted that when they arrived at Truckee Lake, they saw a survivor named uh, Jean-Baptiste uh, Trudeau holding holding a human leg. Um, later uh. on, Trudeau himself would acknowledge the cannibalism. I, I'm just picturing this this survivor uh, or this like rescue team just seeing oh, Jean Dretou just holding a human leg. like, And he's just like nonchalantly just being like, oh, you're right, guys. What's up? And they're just like, hey, what? what's that? And he's just like, oh, it's just a leg. Uh, just you, eating it like a drumstick. Or he's just eating it. But imagine him like re- realizing that other people are there and they're just like trying to hide it behind his his back. And there's just like a foot popping up back there. Just <laughs> like, hey, what's going on over there? Like, hey, how, how have you survived? And he's just got like meat in his teeth still. And he's like, nothing. I'm I don't. It's, yeah. a, it's a miracle. <laughs> I'm oh. so glad you're here. I haven't eaten in days. I'm so glad you're here. Do you have any pirate biscuits? <laughs> Surprise. No. <laughs> sure don't. <laughs> However, perhaps no tale of cannibalism among the Donner Party is as horrifying as one Louis Kasperk's. Other Donner Party members recall the German immigrant as an irritable man who frequently treated his young wife cruelly. There was a story that he had once consoled a young boy only to then kill him Hang him, hang him in his cabin, and then proceed to eat him. Jesus, it's fine, young boy. Come, I, I will. It was fine. We'll, this we'll is we're in this fine. together. And then just this kills is his fine. Kid. Jesus, just, oh my gosh, that is fucked up. That's foul, <laughs> isn't it? Jesus. This whole story is terrible, <laughs> but that that detail is like, wait a second, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Escalated so quickly as well. <laughs> so fast, Jesus. yeah. Oh, my gosh. The final relief's rescuers uh, asserted uh, to have discovered him with a cauldron of human flesh. They allegedly gave him food, but he declined. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know why I giggled because this is such a fucked up sentence. Um, (laughs) I mean, I would laugh too. He said no to food. He said no to to food because... That's a problem. This is what I'm laughing at. It's such a mad reason. He declined claiming that he had developed a preference for eating humans, which is kind of problematic. Oh, no. How how, <laughs> how do you integrate someone like that back into society again? Be like, oh, you know what, there's though? no hope. <laughs> I've survived no on hope. human flesh. I prefer the flesh of humans Fuck now. Yeah. I don't want your peasant food. <laughs> oh, Just my gosh. don't give him KFC because, you don't know, maybe human KFC. tastes like chicken. Apparently everything tastes Ma- like chicken, but. Well, apparently it does. I heard that humans taste like pork. So I've heard that's as well un- that humans taste like pork. Yeah, that's an unsettling fact. The next time I eat a piece of bacon, I'm going to wonder if I too taste like bacon, <laughs> and I just don't like that. <laughs> think of Lewis. Think of Lewis Kessberg when you're eating your think pork of, chop. <laughs> you know what? He would have. He would have. He would have. He would have been like, you know what? He's got eyes on the prize. Eyes on the prize. The thighs. For days, he would have been like, you know what, you know what, I'm going to eat that, <laughs> and what a bummer. <laughs> I reckon he was a thigh man as well, definitely, definitely thigh. Uh, probably, probably. <laughs> thigh or booty, one of those two. Um, yep. uh, so actual tales of the cannibalism committed by the Donner Party are difficult to find, despite the fact that such legends have remained infamous for centuries. The survivors presented conflicting accounts of frequently and frequently um, would walk back what they had claimed. For instance, uh, Trudeau later refuted claims that he had eaten anyone. However, the first person accounts of rescuers and witnesses, as well as the well-informed researched opinions of journalists and historians after the fact, confidently state that as many as 21 people would have been eaten. Um, during it's a lot of people ill-fated expedition yeah yeah a lot of people a lot of that's so many people how long were they how long were they lost out there for because that's like almost a month's worth of people if you were eating a person a day and i just feel like that's a lot of meat to go through in a day maybe three four months something like that okay you know what that yeah yeah that tracks that's a lot of that i feel like 21 people for three months so yeah i guess i I can see that but holy shit (laughs) Yeah, 
so the the first relief party didn't arrive until four months after the wagon train became trapped that is crazy (laughs) that's so many people that is so that's that's a Um, lot of people who have tasted human flesh and that's just uncomfortable (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's 21 people too many (laughs) yeah yep 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 that's even just one person that's one person too many like that guy with his leg i don't remember his name but that guy with his leg like yeah (laughs) yeah jean baptiste yep that's him jean baptiste so in all uh two-thirds of the men died while the other two-thirds of the women and children would survive 41 individuals would die and 46 would survive in the end five people passed away before arriving at the mountains 35 died while camping there or while attempting to traverse them and one person would die shortly after arriving at the valley yeah that's that's uh that's a big number 41 out of 87 that's a lot of people that is a lot of people i hope they revise the hastings past to be like don't go here don't don't do this just <laughs> covered it with do not enter signs and like, yes do not like enter that. if you <laughs> enter at your own risk cannibals live here <laughs> there's a pirate flag there as well just to make there's a pirate scared. flag there as well this is the true origin of the hills have eyes probably <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it probably is <laughs> So uh, some would attribute the incident to the power-hungry Lansford W. Hastings, who, remember, proposed the shortcut. I which do, that fucker, yeah. turned out to, to just be a bit of a shit show. Um, while others would blame James Reed for disobeying Clyman's advice to avoid the Hastings cutoff. According to Michael uh, Wallace, author of The Best Land Under Heaven, the Donner Party in the Age of Manifest Destiny. That's a mouthful of a book title. Holy hell. Um, <laughs> the horrific nature of cannibalism has significantly obscured the courage and tenacity shown in the narratives of the party's survivors. Quote, eating human flesh was a total last resort, Wallace explained. People say, oh, those cannibals, how could they do that? I turn it around and say, what would you do if you are a mother watching your children See? starve? and freeze to death that's the question like that's a fair fair. point absolutely what would you do absolutely um i don't want to find out that's that's (laughs) that's my answer no thank you no thank you i'd like to stay in my air conditioning with my refrigerator (laughs) and my grocery store meats and just say i don't want to (laughs) know absolutely not so wallace contends that there was only gray in relation to the donna party rather than black and white uh the settlers were in a grave situation Many of the pa- many of them were parents of young children, and they did whatever they did. They did whatever they could to keep their families alive while stranded in the mountains. Uh, quote: Some of them never spoke of spoke of. Oh my God! I'm going to try that quote again. That. <laughs> uh, quote: Some of them never ever spoke of it again. Some denied it, but not that many. And that is the case of the Donna Reed party and their rather doomed expedition to california how did you find that carly oh that was so good that was so good that satisfied me on a core level of just horror that was great i do i do think that they have a point in that i think people get so caught up in the sensationalism that is cannibalism and forget how hard those people worked to survive because like i'm not gonna lie like part of me is like i think i'd rather just I think I'd rather just die. I think I think oh, I'd yeah. just be like, all right, yeah. well, that's me done for. You guys can eat me when I'm gone. See ya. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's such a crazy story, and it really is such a shame because it could have been for this entire thing could have been prevented. <laughs> like, yeah. Um. Obviously, yeah. they didn't listen to like the travel by dates. Clearly, these these people would also ignore expiration dates at the grocery store, probably. Yeah. Like that meat, it's a little bit green. It's fine. We're not going to get <laughs> food poisoning. You know, that's the rationale that that these leaders had. Um, yeah, that was fantastic. It's just, it's such a a wild story that, like, I mean, I don't know how many years it's been. I'm not good with numbers. They just mean nothing to me. But it's been a long time since this happened, yeah. and we are all <laughs> yeah, still we'll, we'll obsessed with, with this story because it's just, it has that all. It has the element of survival. They're like 
explorers are trying to start a new life and all this disaster strikes and then they eat people. And it's just, yeah. it has all the check marks of horror mixed with reality that keeps us enthralled. Yeah, no, absolutely. And like, could be forgiven for hearing about this doomed expedition and being like, that's not a real thing. That's just a movie script. Right? Like, that didn't actually happen because no, it's, yeah. it's just like one, it's it's just a catalog of errors. One thing oh, after so another, bad. after another, after another. Literally everything that could have gone wrong. I'm still stuck. I'm stuck on the oxen. If their oxen had to run away or had been poisoned, they would have been like, cool, just kill another fucking ox. We got this. Then they'd have yeah. the hides for like warmth too. That, oh. Yeah. That like it definitely could have turned out maybe a little bit differently if not only had the ox not got shot with poison arrows, but they didn't lose yep. like 30 of them before that. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, it's terrible. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a wild, <laughs> wild case. Um, and I'm very glad yeah. that I've been able to, to talk about it for sure. Um, Me too. Thank you. That was thrilling. <laughs> no, no. Thank you. Thank you for coming on and, and you know, jumping in on, on very, very, very short notice. Um, <laughs> before, uh, before we go, if you could just tell people where to find you again, if they want to sort of see what you're up to and keep up to date with your projects and stuff like that. Yeah, so the best place to follow me is on Instagram. I am the Village Tarot Witch. Um, you can also find me on TikTok, but Instagram is where I'm most active. So Instagram, TikTok, the Village Tarot Witch. Um, and the Instagram will be in the show notes as well. So thank you, you know, very much. It will be. It will be there. But thank you again, my lovely, for coming on and, and yeah. listening to a rather horrifying tale of <laughs> of mistakes and misfortune and everything <laughs> so don't absolutely think that wasn't anything in my this. pleasure <laughs> <laughs> um as for as for where you can find us um you can find us at uh horrorhouse underscore pod on instagram uh don't forget to give us a follow if you enjoy what we do at horror house don't forget to give us a rating and a review you can do that on spotify uh you can give a rating on spotify um you can give a, a full rating and review on apple podcasts follow us on spotify apple Podcasts, whatever podcast platform it is that you use um and if you want to support the show financially we have the merch store or we've got the buy me a coffee link so if you want to throw us a coffee or two so you know throw us three pounds or six pounds or whatever it may be then there's that option too and they'll be in the bio and they'll also be in the show notes as well but thank you for listening everybody we hope you enjoyed this grisly tale and as always until next time stay spooky everybody oh what uh what a tale i love it <laughs> that was what fantastic i couldn't have been more excited